this is Talk Junkie. My name is Justin Perkins, and this is part two to a podcast that got cut off. I had trouble recording, phone calls, things of that nature. Could not get the file to open back up, re-record. I'd already recorded that thing twice. No way I was starting over. We're talking about social media, getting back on social media after being off so long. And where we left off with last time was these various studies I'd read. Um, and and we we talked about owners of these companies and how people thought that they were influencing things based on political views and things of that nature. And then I got into some more things that were really looking at the financial end of the situation with these companies and their advertisers. Um, then I read a really interesting article, and I can't remember what it, publication it was in, um, but because this was before. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't taking down information because I wasn't considering doing this podcast at the time. But um, it's talking about a couple different things, and it's talking about um, if it's a uh, advertising um, uh, influencing and, and algorithms, and and a lot of a lot of. The things you're seeing, especially, I mean, almost 100% on on YouTube, a lot of the things you are seeing is based primarily on algorithms. And algorithms help feed uh, data to these companies. These companies, in turn, sell this data, and advertisers are looking at this data. And they're launching ad programs and and, and um, campaigns based on this data gathered by you, gathered from you. Now, um, they're also going to look at uh, this section of, of user is more active, more engaged. Let's advertise to them. So when I decided to come back to social media... I thought the best thing I could do with my time, if I'm going to be there, is somewhat put this to to the test on the public author Jay Perkins Facebook page. I approve basically any friend's request if it looks like a real person. I don't like a ton of stuff, especially I try not to like personal stuff. I do it, people I know, but I try not to. And I look at my news feed and I look at how things come in. Um, and I have very little interaction whatsoever. And it's not tied to too many other accounts other than my YouTube account. There are the things that pop up, you know, that just seem to pop up everywhere. If I'm looking for something, yeah, it pops up on Facebook. Not as often on there, but again, I jump on there, I, I advertise for the books or the podcast, and I jump back off. So not as... I started another Facebook. I have another Facebook page that I'm using specifically. It's for personal stuff. And I like things on it. And I spent probably... Uh, three, four days since I've been back on. Liking nothing but Supercross things. I, I, I like Supercross. It's the only sport I really get into. And I was like, okay. As much as I think this is cool, 
I'm not going to like this. I've liked other things up till this point. I've liked other things after this, but in three or four days of liking that, I can log out, log back into that page and bring it up. My first five or six things that pop up are Supercross AMA related. That tells me that there is not an agenda to send me one way or the other. This algorithm is looking at my interest and catering to me. It's trying to be the best advertiser it can be so that it can bring in good ad revenue. It's a business. It's a business model. That's what it's trying to do. On that level, there's nothing nefarious about it. It's trying to bring me in. Now, there's a comedian, a gentleman named um, Ari Shafir. Uh, Ari Shafir, I believe it was Ari Shafir. Was Ari Shafir or Duncan Trussell? I don't have a very good memory, but I believe it's Ari Shafir. I'm not super familiar with him, but I read something about him doing something similar. I find a podcast, him on Joe Rogan, and I, I hear other people talking about him, talking about for X amount of days, I don't remember what it was, he gets on YouTube. And he looks up nothing but cat videos. Nothing but cat videos. Now, the reason this intrigues me is I'm talking to someone in a gas station. And I'm posting a video to YouTube. And this is far before this ever comes into mind for me to do this. And the gentleman says, you know, they're just watching what you do. I can't get on there. And this is a while back. Without there being something on there about uh, Hillary and the Democrats and what they're doing, he said, and and them attacking uh, some good American. That's all I see. That didn't register. I didn't store that as. I thought, man, you know, okay, don't get on YouTube, you know, if that's if that's the case. That floated around in my head a couple times and, and I'm like, I don't, I'm don't, i not seeing this. Um, so then I went to look for it and I looked for it a couple times and I started noticing there was some, a lot of political uh, videos popping up and I was like, you know, maybe this guy's right. I hear the thing from, from R.S. Shafir about the cats and I think to myself about that guy saying that. Then I think about what happened to me. Well, it started popping up for me after I looked for it a couple of times. So then I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get as specific as I can get. I'm going to pick a guitar, a model, and everything, a brand. And, and that's all I'm going to look at for, you know, a week. It didn't take a week. It took a couple of days. But, I mean, I did literally go on in, in numerous, numerous times. First day was kind of a wash because here's the kicker. I was interacting with watching and being liking other videos. Ah, you can't do that. I go in, type in this guitar brand, this model number, and look for reviews and different things about it. Now, the model number was a little too specific, and it wasn't evidently a very popular guitar. And I go back later and look up, and, and, and there's not that many videos about the guitar. And, but the brand is a very Ibanez. So it's a very popular brand. Man, if, if, it, if it involved Ibanez, it was on 
my radar on YouTube, period. The same goes for my next search. Okay. My favorite band is Deftones. I listen to them a lot. I listen to a lot of different bands. I'm going to look up nothing but Deftones covers. People covering Deftones or Deftones covering songs of other bands for the next couple days. Completely and totally. That's, that's it. That, that's what's on my my basically YouTube feed. As I'm scrolling, that's what I'm seeing. And I think to myself, this now has just been a couple days ago. I'm going to pick, I'm going to start an account on Twitter or Instagram. I'm going to pick one. I'm not going to say which one. I'm going to use a name that can't be traced back to me. That people won't know it's me. I'm going to use a fake picture that I'm going to pick the opposing. I'm, I'm going to... Let me see how to word this. I basically started two anonymous accounts. Two anonymous emails, two anonymous accounts. Not linked to myself. A different picture for each profile picture. Made one tweet on one that very much was political in a certain manner to a certain wing. On the other side, I used a different profile picture and I made a co- one tweet, one comment, very much directed to the opposing side. Now you have to understand, I feel that the left is so far left and the right is so far right that they're basically in the center, just on the other side of the circle. And I, I, don't, I don't understand the, the mentality. But this is where it got interesting. I thought, let me take and make a statement, a veiled statement. It has to be somewhat cryptic, a very left-leaning statement, but a cryptic left-leaning statement. And go and add 50 people that are unknown to me, that are just common people, no, no verified, and add five verified people. The five. This is a very left-leaning statement. The five verified people I add are going to be very right-leaning people. Uh, and the president, President Trump. And the people I add are people, basically I'm looking for Trump signs, I'm looking for anything that clues me in that these people lean right. Now on the other, I'm going to make a very, very right-leaning statement. Cryptic. It has to, it has to state factually a right-leaning ideology, but it has to be veiled to where it could be conceived as being neutral, with the exception of the fact that this is plainly a right-leaning concept. I'm going to add. Uh, Someone like, well, I added uh, um, uh, President Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, he, he's a former president, but he, he's a former Democrat, and 
you know, I'm not linking him to the far left, but but he is a former Democrat, and he has probably the most moderate group, I would say, of, of, of Democrat followers, and he had some moderate Republicans that followed him. Um, but from there, I needed to find people much more left, people like Elizabeth Warren, Hillary Clinton. So I get my verified people. Then I look for, and, and, and very easy to find, very far left-leaning, almost radicalized people, because for some reason, they have a very loud voice, tweet a lot, easy to find, put up a lot of pictures on Instagram. And I let it go. Now, obviously, I didn't get to 50 people on either one, by the way. I think I got the 20 on the of the far right people and just got bored of looking. Uh, the far left people just far easier to find. So I got to 20, 25, and I was like, okay, that's close to what I had on the other one. I'm not going to sit here all day. I, I, look, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I, and I'm not that devoted, but I thought it'd be fun. It's the thing I find. I redo the post a couple times to make sure these people are seeing it. The post gets a good number of likes. I don't remember the exact number, but considering the few number of people I've had on each one, it got retweeted numerous times on the far left side. Retweeted very, very, very proactive. Retweeted numerous times. And that feed was full of things related to a more left-leaning ideology from candidates to political things. And, and it was very politically driven, which I did like political figures. Same thing on the right. They didn't retweet as much, but I got a lot of American flag comments, a lot of Trump tweets. Like, I got a lot of comments on it. Now, on the left, Lenny one, I knew the gig was up when I got three or four just comments in a row, like the fourth or fifth time I retweeted this thing. Hey, like, <laughs> you know, that that doesn't make sense. What you're saying, you know, you're not much of a liberal to say such a thing. And it wasn't a liberal statement at all. So, so it got found, but it took it a while. Now, on the right-hand side, I had very little engagement. Very few people were, were engaging with this very little liberal statement. They were just supporting it because I may or may not have had a... I had a picture with each one. That's that's the big thing. And, and that's... Um, I'm not going to say what the tweet was. I'm not going to say what the picture I don't want this to be... I, this, this is ongoing. I don't want people to know what it is because I don't want people to be able to find it and ruin it. But it, it uh, the picture probably got it many likes as the tweets. But I was finding that in those comments that it was a constant, it was a constant, uh, just, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, they weren't worried about my tweet. They just wanted to say something else back. Something they wanted, they wanted to positively reinforce my tweet 
and then in turn they wanted to make a comment and they either wanted me to positively reinforce that comment or they they wanted someone to challenge that comment so that they could they were it seemed like both sides were very much looking to engage with a disagreement but they were also being very supportive of something that completely went against both political views so and, and and these comments were not something that a moderate would even agree with these comments were phrased again I don't want to give it away one day one day but that showed me that there was a definite uh, I don't know almost a a um, um, bias based on who you were adding and who you were following so to me, after all this, I very much came to the conclusion that it's not this nefarious scheme to turn me one way or the other. On the other hand, it's far more likely that it's just advertising taking precedence over everything else. It's these companies attempting to box me in to one expressed interest or one expressed view or whatever they can isolate me to and go, this is the sum of this person, even though it may be the smallest part. And I feel that once they do that and they start bombarding you with these ideals, one of two things happen. You either embrace that and because there is some comfort there and there is some prior knowledge there and you do feel like, well, hold on, I do feel this way. And it's providence. This found me, you know, and so you embrace that or you reject it. And when you reject it, things swing the other way. But I think on a subliminal level, you're setting yourself up to be catered to by these advertisers. That is just... I mean, that's par for the course. That's something that we cannot help um, as people. We, we do that. You, know, you understand? And it, um, it it's, it's kind of, you know, it, it's going to be one of those things you have to deal with if you're going to be involved with social media. But if you have the, the, the prior knowledge and, and you approach it with, uh, you know, the outlook of this is what's happening and, and you know you approach it sensibly and intelligently then it doesn't really have to be an issue you know it doesn't have to be something bad but there is a uh, another side there is something else happening now the other side of that coin is the sky is falling people people that are in a constant state of negativity, uh, a constant state of irrationality, and who have become so obsessed with an ideology, regardless of, of what that ideology is, whether it's religious-based, politically-based, whatever it is, that they're doing two things. One, they're isolating themselves. They're, they're, they're producing this echo chamber where the only thing 
that they're hearing is an affirmation that their belief structure is correct, never allowing it to be challenged. So they're getting, in their mind, was a positive reinforcement that what you believe is correct, you cannot be wrong, you cannot be challenged, you cannot be questioned. You are correct, and this, this proves it. This community around you, this group of people that feel your way, prove it. And oh yeah, by the way, here's the most negative things we can find about the people you don't agree with. And so, two things pop up. One, your beliefs are no longer truly your beliefs even though it may have started out to be what you believe or it may have uh, become or it may have initially been uh, your belief structure that was helping to build this foundation it is now strictly the algorithm you are the algorithm the algorithm is you and you're unknowingly inviting this in. But even worse is you're accepting it. And it's changing you. I see it change people. I've seen it change myself. But I see it change people substantially. People who are very um, passive. Not, not even passive. That's not a fact. People who are, are very um, sensible. And, and, and very engageable. Uh, and... And very understanding, and and people you can reach conversationally, and and with with uh, good discussion and and good data, you may have the ability to change your mind. Because people talk about conversation, I talk about conversation all the time, and I talk about the desire to have conversation. To some degree, I, I love to debate, and, and I hear people say they like to debate. Um. And I like to have good conversation. To me, at some point in a good conversation or a good debate, there has to be the opportunity. You have to be willing and open for the opportunity to have your mind changed. If you are so set in your belief structure that there's no chance of ever changing your mind, if you can never be wrong, you can never have good conversation, you may be able to be great at debate. But the quality of the conversation will lack severely. And you'll never be a complete person. I've had my mind changed, changed back, changed again, all in the same conversation. And someone who is very articulate and, and very intelligent and very giving in a, in a conversational way has the ability to challenge you. And if you can be challenged and you can accept that challenge and be able to look at yourself and say, there's the possibility that I'm wrong, then you have the possibility to have real conversation, to have real discussion. Social media takes that away. It puts a pride in being right. It takes a pride in being on a side. And it divides you. It divides people. It's, it's divided uh, people politically, socially. In, in all walks of life now, we are very much divided. And we are accepting things that simply are not true. We're accepting narratives that statistically don't add up. 
and that's unfortunate. But we cannot sit and completely blame this on the the CEOs and 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 and, and the people who run these social media sites because that's that's what people wanted. That's what I wanted to do, but I was wrong. They they are affecting the the narrative um, in their favor or not even in their favor, to, to represent what they believe in. But we all are. We're all affecting it. But no matter how hard we try to affect it, the predominant thing is the algorithm. The algorithm is determining that. You know, um, so I, I was discussing this with somebody, uh, and you know, I didn't know them very well. And I made a statement that they scoffed at and, and thought was so ridiculous. And I made it as a joke. And now that I think about it, it you know, I'm, I'm afraid of artificial intelligence. I don't know that it will ever be as big a threat as Elon Musk thinks it will be. But I am afraid of it. Because there's the possibility that he's right. And we were discussing that. And this, this gentleman says, well, you know, I don't know about you. But... Uh, and he used a double a double negative. If you're not from Eastern Kentucky, you, you can make fun of the way we talk all you want. Uh, I'm very proud of the way we talk. Very proud of where we're from. Um, I have no look. We were so isolated and lived such a rough existence. Our grandfathers and great grandfathers and great great grandfathers and grandmothers and and aunts and and uncles and great aunts and great great aunts and uncles and stuff lived such a hard separated life that uh, they had to come up with everything on their own, including a dialect. Um, and, and so I have great pride in it. This, this gentleman, and I have done it many times myself, used a double negative and said, Ain't no, that's, that's correct, ain't no machine going to take over nothing as long as I'm living. Because ain't no machine that can survive an AR. Well, I, I, you know, he's not watching the same Boston Dynamics videos that I'm watching that are scaring me, you know, uh, Ain't no way I'm going to trust a government with a technology that strong. But, that's my comment to him was, you think that robots can't rule us. But the algorithms on these social media platforms say otherwise. We're being controlled. Not by some corporate head. Not by... An algorithm built to monetize a platform by an algorithm built to be as efficient as possible at gaining data for advertisement. And we're, we're being controlled by that algorithm. So if you're on YouTube and you're on Facebook and, and you're on all these things, you go, man, the world's in it. The sky is falling. You know, people just don't understand what these Democrats are doing. People just don't understand what these Republicans are doing. People just don't understand what Iran's doing. People just don't understand all this. You don't understand what they're doing. You don't understand how bad the world is. What you don't understand is you have an issue because this algorithm has found these things based on what you're seeking out. It's very important to be informed. It's very important to get good uh, information. It's very important to make intelligent decisions based off good information. It is not necessary to constantly seek out the negative. That's not good. 
It's not good to constantly seek out things that you don't like in other people's point of view. Things that you don't like in other people's thought structures. It's not healthy. That's not that's not good. It's not good to only have positive reinforcements of what you believe. If you're only getting positive reinforcements for what you believe, then are you really are you are you really questioning your beliefs enough? Because if you don't question your beliefs, how do you know that your beliefs are accurate? You know, say I never say you were never taught colors as as we see colors as as is basically globally accepted you know regardless of what the word is in whatever language blue is blue but let's say you're american let's say you're brought up far from um any other portion of society you're up in the mountains you and one other person for the entirety of your life and you're taught that red is red and green is green and yellow is yellow and pink is pink. But they teach you that blue is purple and purple is blue. And you look up at that sky and they'll go look at that purple sky. And you look at a picture of the ocean and you go look at that purple ocean. And you get tossed out into the world after 30 years of that and your thought process and your belief structure is fundamentally the same as everyone else's uh, to whatever degree it can be everyone's going to differ on everything but the one thing is you love that purple sky and people go that sky's not purple that sky's blue now there's two options from here three I guess one is you accept that their blue is my purple and you go on about your life and I don't know that that's completely wrong. I know that's not completely right, but I don't know that that's completely wrong. And I tell you what, it's better than the second option of defending to the end without ever taking into consideration that possibly there is an issue with your belief structure. That fighting to the end without ever considering that possibly there's a misunderstanding, possibly this simply could be explained in this fighting to the end and going, no, all of you are wrong. That sky is purple. You just don't understand what blue is. And then there's the third option. You look at, at colors and, and, and how the, the color palette was originally uh, uh, come about and, and maybe looking into to art history and, and how different colors are made from uh, different minerals and different natural sources and... and Look at, at what Monet called blue, and, and look what Picasso called blue, and look what, um, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the American uh, educational system calls blue, and, and look at what Van Gogh called blue, and look at what your neighbor calls blue, and look at what his neighbor calls blue, and, and look at what everyone around you calls blue, and what everyone around you calls purple, and come to a consensus, or at least come to some type of informed decision that, hey, I'm the only one saying that blue is purple and to me blue is purple because that's all I've ever been taught but there's a possibility that I'm wrong there's at least a willingness to look at the evidence to look at the information that's your three options 
Now, if you're watching social media and the sky's always falling, it's because you're looking for the sky to be falling. And if you're not looking at things that you don't agree with and you're not taking into consideration other sides, then you're just building that echo chamber. You're just determining what's blue to you and what's purple to you without any consideration of what's actually blue and what's actually purple. Now, on a philosophical level, or on a on, on a technical level, um, anything can be blue and anything can be purple because those are constructs made by man, and I understand that. Uh, it's simply uh, it's simply using it as an example, but that'll be attacked because this won't agree with somebody. So, for all my time off social media, I found improvements in my life. But I also found things I didn't like. I didn't like not being able to be engaged with my friends as much as I used to be. And as I come back, I can't just scroll for hours like I used to. It's it's affected my ability to to engage. And that may be good, I don't know. But I miss my friends. I miss people in general. You know, I look back over the brief time that I've actually been publishing these podcasts, and I look back over the year, of, uh, year or so of, of doing the YouTube videos and publishing the podcast. It, it's it's all done for one reason. It's all done to invoke interaction. The original idea for this podcast was to have different people on every week, to have guests every week. You know. The original, the first episode, The Other Four Horsemen, that was supposed to be its own thing. That was supposed to be its own podcast with those guys on a regular basis. Schedules don't allow for that. Life doesn't allow for that. But I've also found that people just don't... don't They want to email me back and forth and say, Yeah, I want to do this, I want to do that. They want to message me back and forth... They don't actually want to do it. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing because not everybody's designed for this. But the people, I have people that, you know, nah, I don't want to touch that. But I can engage them in a conversation. I can meet with them and hang out with them. And, and I can count those people on one hand and it's my hand that doesn't have all the fingers. Very few people, very few people want to meet and physically engage and that that's not I don't think that is as global as we think it is I don't even think that's as as big a deal outside of this area as I thought it was because as I'm out yes I see people hooked to their phones I'm sorry that's social evolution I don't know that we're going to change that without a radical movement and who knows maybe we shouldn't even try but I do see people out engaged in doing things. There's more to do. There's more opportunity. Now maybe it's due to the fact that it's a higher population that I'm just happening to see more people out. I don't know. There's no way for me to know that without some large extensive study. But I know that here where I live, I'm having a hard time getting people to socialize without social media. And so... I'm always going to have a fondness for seeing my friends on social media. It just is what it is. I don't think it's all bad. I did, but I don't think it's all bad. 
and I know that I can control it now. I know now that I, I've seen it for what it is, and I understand how it works. And, you know, I, I, I think it, it's important to see it for what it is, not to overvalue it, and maybe not to undervalue it. But understand, there's the possibility you can become the algorithm that you can fall victim to it. And maybe Elon Musk is wrong. Maybe one day robots won't rule the earth. But programs, programs may manipulate us to a point that we don't recognize who we used to be. And to some extent that happens. You know, these algorithms are everything to these companies and they're going to continue to use them you know and that allows them to gain more influence and possibly affect free speech and possibly affect a lot of different things and um, you know we do have to be wary and conscious of that so it's important that we 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 keep that in sight but again this come in two parts because <laughs> the first one just kept messing up. It wasn't all going to fit on the first one. But the first one just kept goofing up. Um, I think this is probably my favorite one I've ever done. Especially the second part. Um, I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed the topic. I enjoyed the theory behind it. I would love to sit down and, and hook up a bunch of microphones and have a panel discussion about this. Uh, you know, I, I think this is a topic better served with uh, multiple voices in long form couple hour podcast really sit down and discuss it and i think that that would be a far better um way to to sit and discuss but i really enjoyed doing this one um i have talked to some people i I will probably do a youtube video over this same topic because it's kind of where the youtube stuff got started uh be a little more condensed but do the actual video some people do like the videos better i you know for what reason i don't know but having said that i was getting good engagement with those videos quit for a while and now coming back i don't know but i am uh currently available on social media if you want to find me it's author j perkins on facebook um, author J Perk at gmail.com if you want to email us. It's uh, J Perkins on uh, YouTube. I you know don't have a ton of people, so y'all look for the guy standing with the microphone talking. Uh, that's the 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 picture on it. Uh, but you'll get on our, every episode of this podcast goes to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, a bunch of other ones, and YouTube, and a Facebook page. I am on Twitter. I believe Twitter's at J Perk two one three. Not one hundred percent sure. Um, I am on Instagram, and I believe that is author Jay Perkins. I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, I know that's sad. I should be, but I, I don't. Uh, you know, those are very new to me. But uh, I've got a lot of comments comments lately. Uh, I've got likes. Uh, so if you go to if you're going to iTunes, you know, like, give us a rating, whatever you can do. Uh, share this. Share it anywhere you can share it. Share it on Facebook. Share it anywhere. If you enjoyed it, let me know. Um, if you got comments about it things of that nature let me know again i am working on one coming up um that i'm doing a lot of research for i I can't wait to get it out uh i think i'm really going to enjoy doing it but up till now this one especially the second part of this one has been my favorite so far so uh, if you're just hearing this go back and listen to the first part because you really need the first part really need to kind of do this in three parts you need to to listen to social media detox 
you need to listen to part one of this, which just abruptly got cut off. Then you need to listen to this part, and, and it, it they really complement each other. I really enjoyed doing this. I really thank everyone. Uh, January 30th, that's a Thursday, the Red Spotted Newt, R-E-A-D, Red Spotted Newt in Hazard, Kentucky, opens uh, a wonderful bookstore. If you're local, go check that out. All the national ads are at the beginning or end of this podcast, and uh, I don't have any say-so in those, so you can read those, but these are the local ads. Um, But check that out. Um, You know, like I said, hit me up on social media somewhere or another. Let's make it a positive thing. I hope everybody enjoyed, and thank you guys. Have a good day. Are you a home repair or improvement pro looking to grow your business? HomeAdvisor can help. Every two seconds, HomeAdvisor matches homeowners looking for help with their projects with the best local pros in the area who can do the job. That means your business gets connected to new customers quickly and easily. Get started now and HomeAdvisor will help you find your next job. As a listener, you can redeem a $100 lead credit when you sign up. Text GROW100 to 67076 to get started with your $100 credit or visit homeadvisor.com slash grow100. Again, that's homeadvisor.com slash grow100.